with you, turn to Matthew chapter 25. I want to begin reading with verse 35, but I'm really interested in verse 40. And uh, David, when we get down to verse 40, just leave it up there for a little while. And then if we have to go back, we will. But uh, verse 25, uh, chapter 25, verse 35, let's stand together for the reverence of the reading of God's word in prayer for the message. I, I do believe that this is what God would have me to say to you today. Um, it's been a great week. It's been a good day already. I felt the presence of the Holy One of Heaven. But I've got to say what God wants me to say and then we'll be done. And I promise not to add anything to what he wouldn't want me to give you today. The Bible says there in verse number 35. For I was hungered. And you gave me meat. I was thirsty. And you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked. And you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Verse 37. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? The disciples here getting a little confused. They're saying, Lord, what do you mean by what you just told us? In verse 40, he answers them, and I believe it's plain and clear. Verse number 40. Says the king shall answer and say unto them. Verily I say unto you. Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren. Ye have done it unto me. Amen. Father. God I thank you for your word. I thank you for where we are this morning. Lord meeting in heavenly places. And God I thank you Lord. For the scripture that you've applied to my heart and Lord given me today. And Lord I'll praise you. Give you glory and honor as you give me utterance of the words. Dear God that your people need to hear. And Lord I'll surely thank you. Give me unction from heaven. And God I'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. And you may be seated today. As... The Lord gave me this scripture. I found myself sitting in different places of the sanctuary during the week. Exhausted and tired as many of you were. And I, all I could do was sit and weep at what God was doing. And as Friday came along and that pastor stood up here and basically said, I was about to throw in the towel. 
I was about to give up. But yet the Holy One of Heaven led me to this place this week for encouragement and revival and renewal of my heart. And I got exactly what I was seeking after and what I came for. Listen, God does want not want you to be defeated. He does not want you to be discouraged. He does not want you to be worried by the things of this world. A matter of fact, the scripture tells us to worry about those things is a sin. We need to trust in an almighty God of heaven today that can help you, that can save you, that can deliver you and bring you where you need to be with the Lord Jesus Christ I heard preachers from across this country that travel with our national office that have uh, uh, go to state to state to state for meetings just like this one and they looked at me and they said pastor I don't know how you done it but this was the greatest meeting the greatest organization that we've ever seen in a state convention I said, well, it was nothing that I'd done. It was God giving the direction to the people. And the people volunteered. People took time off work. People came in together around the house of God and got it done. A Brad Ransom stood behind this podium Friday morning and he said, you know, we go to churches. We see people that don't want to shake a friendly hand. We go and we see places where the trash cans hadn't been emptied so long that the paper towels have done turn yellow. We go to places where there's dust two inches thick. We go to places where there's cobwebs hanging over everything. He said, that's not a very inviting place to go. He said, but when we go and we preach these types of seminars and give these types of messages, it sure does feel good to come into a house of worship and know that the people are exemplifying exactly what we're trying to teach. And boy, that made my heart bubble up with joy of knowing that you are making a difference in the life of an individual. Don't just let it be because preachers were coming in the door. But everybody that walks through that door is looking for something. They're looking for a smile. They're looking for a handshake. They're looking for somebody to love on them. They're looking for somebody to help them. And ultimately, we can love them to Jesus. We can get them to Jesus. For they all need to be saved. Being a servant of the Most High God is the greatest calling in the land. And since we've heard a lot of things about Billy Graham this morning, let me add this in there. I remember as a child, as I was lost and undone, watching the old ABC News program 2020. It was coming on that night. I was down on crack alley with my pillow laying on the couch watching it come on. You didn't have but three channels back then. And if it wasn't come in good, you didn't have but two. But for whatever reason, Asheville come in. We might have put a little extra tinfoil on the antenna to get it to come through. There was Barbara Walters on 2020 and she was... Doing an interview with Billy Graham. 
She said, Dr. Graham, you've got a great following. You've got great respect. You've got great morals. People know you all over the world. Have you ever thought about running for president of the United States? He looked at her and said, Barbara, no disrespect to you. But I've already got the highest calling in the land. Why would I want to take a step backwards? Oh, I'm here to tell you, listen, we've been called to a higher service. You that are here in this sanctuary could be called to a higher service. All because of the serving of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many people want to know, how do I serve the Lord? You serve His disciples. You serve His people. You serve others. And you become a servant of the Most High God. You see, God is looking looking for some people but he's not just looking for any person he's looking for a holy people amen uh, people that are going to exemplify Christ in their life uh, people that are going to uh, live a life of holiness before others where people will know uh, that they are a child of the almighty king. He's looking for a holy people. He's looking for a loving people that'll reach down and love old stinking rotten sinners. Somebody that'll reach down and love those that are less fortunate. Somebody that'll reach down and love those youngins that have no mama or no daddy. He's looking for somebody that'll be loving unto the people of this world. He's looking for a persistent people and a consistent Consistent people. He's not looking for someone that's up and down and in and out. He's looking for someone that's sold out for the cause of Almighty God. Sold out for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's looking for a believing people that believe in this King James Bible. Believe that he has lived 33 and a half years on this earth never to commit one sin. He's looking for someone that believes that he died for our sins and shed every drop of blood in his body for you and I. He's looking for somebody to believe that he died and was buried, but thanks be unto God, on the third day he arose and got up walking and living again. He's looking for a foresighted people. What is that? That's somebody that's looking ahead and looking up instead of looking down and looking back I've seen I don't know how many preachers uh, we were standing here one particular time I remember it it might have been Thursday night or Wednesday night but we were standing about right here. You can see the pictures online, I'm sure. I had my arm around one pastor here. I had another arm around the pastor there. And they began to talk. And they began to talk about all that was burdening them down. And he said, oh, but my last pastor, it hurt me so bad. He said, I sold out eight years of my life for loving those people. And those people done it wrong. And they didn't do what was right. And I had to move on from that place and I began to look at him and I said son there's a reason why your rear view mirror is up there and it's looking backwards at that window in the back that is smaller don't spend all your time looking out the small window in the back spend most of your time looking forward at that big windshield because you can't go back and fix nothing back there but you can make a difference in somebody 
this life up there. We need to look forward and we need to look up instead of looking down and looking backwards. That's not going to help anybody. He's looking for a surrendered people. He's looking for someone that's sold out to Him. I'm here to tell you. I, listen, my wife's not in here, but let me brag on her a little bit. She was up early with me every morning. She's working and slaving in that kitchen. She, nobody probably outworked her the entire week. She wouldn't want me to say that. But I'm going to toot her horn because nobody else will. Amen. I'll go ahead and toot it a little bit. She was ever so gracious. And she was ever so loving on everybody and making sure everything was perfect in the way that it needed to be. Her and I are similar in those, uh, in that, uh, uh, speaking of that, because we want everything to try to be exactly right and we want it to be done and ready and we don't want to run out of food and, and we don't want to do things like that. We want to uh, be a servant of the Lord. And as tired as she was, as she awoke this morning, I got out of the shower, I heard the pots and the pans are rattling I went in there and I said honey what are you doing she said them youngins ain't got no dessert to put on the plate for the people that want to eat so I'm going to make a dessert and I'm going to take it to church this morning and then I got to talking with her and she said yeah there wasn't no beans back there enough beans I won't, I'm going to stop by the store and buy another can of beans and put it on where then people will have enough food to eat listen I'm here to tell you look at that scripture real good and you think about it for Jesus said verily I say unto you inasmuch as you have done it unto one of these least of these my brethren you have done it into unto me you know what that tells me men for every door that you opened up this week you opened it up for Jesus for every mouth that we fed this week and every mouth we're going to feed this morning you fed the mouth of Jesus because of that scripture right there Matthew 25 and 40 and the king shall answer and say unto them verily I say unto you and as so much as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren ye have done it unto me I'm here to tell you that's what being a servant is all about that's what being a person of God sold out to the Lord being dedicated and being a servant unto him and I know there were times that you could not be here completely understood I understand there were times that you might not have been able to be here that's perfectly understood there may have been some of you that wanted to come that could not because you were sick or ill or because you could not miss work I understand but I'm telling you for the folks that were here you fed the mouth of Jesus you open the door for Jesus if you picked up one blade of grass off the carpet you picked it up for Christ if you vacuumed the carpet you picked you listen you vacuumed it for the Lord how can you say so those were ordinary men and women we were feeding how can you say that was Jesus well the scripture says if you'd done it to the least of these my brethren meaning they were speaking of his disciples he said you have done it unto me 
I'm here to tell you plus all the people that we served as far as I know had Jesus in their heart and when they walked through the door you held it open for Jesus you, you fed Jesus in the back today you're going to feed him today you fed him last week folks that is a blessing from God to be a servant you got to have a want to you got to have a desire you got to have a determination you got to have a will and that will is it's not about me it's about him did everything go perfect I hope to tell you not but none of them knew it I went out there the first day. <clears throat> Miss Bradley and Velma pulled up with all them cakes. I reached into the trunk. Don't you laugh. <clears throat> I got two of them cakes under one arm. I reached in there and I grabbed the handle on the other cake plate and picked it up and came around and started walking across the parking lot. Either that cake plate wasn't latched or it was the flimsiest cake plate I've ever seen in my life. Because the next thing I knowed, that cake is upside down on the concrete. And I'm standing there holding a lid in my hand. And it broke my heart. Because that was for, that was for Jesus. That was for the Lord. I reached down there and I got that cake up and I picked it up. I walked in with it and people were like, what happened to the cranberry cake? The best cake of them all. In my opinion, I was eating, you know, I was going to eat it. Somebody said, shave the top of it off. That's good. I, walk, I walked in doing this. That's good. Trust me, it went in the trash. But what the devil started on me right then. And I'm like, it's before 8 o'clock on the first day and already a disaster. I checked with my wife. I said, is everything going good? She said, yeah, it'd be to go better if everybody do what they're told to do. I said, well, it's all right. People got preoccupied sometimes at what they were supposed to do and ended up doing something else. And, I, you know, it's, it happens. They never knew the difference. But, you know, when you do something for God, you want it to be perfect. Yeah. You want it to be for the Lord. Ricky, back there on that sound booth, he was pushing buttons all day. He didn't know whether to turn them on or turn them off. His fingers probably wore out. And I told Josh this morning, I said, Bud, if you wasn't here, I don't know what I'd done because they'd hand me that thumb drive. And I'd been like, what you want me to do with this? because they were running these screens and had all kind of stuff going on them and they were doing presentations and, and I had no idea I would have no idea how to run all that stuff you need to train somebody up to do that by the way you look like a good one right there right there he's smart but we need to be servants of the most high God 
you got to have a want to and you got to have a will. It's not about me. It's about, listen, I had, I don't know how many people come tell me, said, preacher, I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing it for the church. I'm doing it for God. I said, praise the Lord. That's what we should be doing. We don't do it for self-glory. Uh, listen, we, God is looking for somebody that'll have that want to and that'll have that will and that'll work and do their best for Jesus. Amen. You see, servanthood is Jesus washing the disciples' feet. A servanthood is Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. Uh, servanthood is, is being content to remain behind the scenes and not clamoring for applause while others uh, race to compete for the right-hand seats at the master's table. Servanthood is uh, more than uh, someone being more than happy distributing a, a church bulletin and not necessarily seeing their name in it. Servanthood is, finds contentment in knowing that a job's well done, even though it don't even get publicized. People will never know the hearts and the lives that we touch for Christ. I had no idea this was going to happen on Wednesday night. Joe got happy in the Lord. Some of our very conservative worship friends out of the Nashville office on the back rows, eyes got as big as glass bottles. They already began to judge him for who he was doing and what he was doing and began to think, Lord, what have we got into? Jim McComas got up Wednesday night and told a story. About the first time that he saw Joe Floyd. I took Joe with me to Crossville, Tennessee for camp meeting. And it got on. I looked around a couple of times and Joe was, I don't know if he was in the lobby or out in the yard. He was shouting, having a time. He was somewhere. Jim McComas looked at somebody and said, who is this new crowd on the front row? Specifically that fellow there doing the helicopter spin. Can I tell it, Joe? Is it all right if I tell it? He said, that's Joe Floyd. They call him Jumping Joe. And Jim McComas said, oh, he's got his own nickname. He's got his own nickname. Who, who is this guy? Oh, well, they go to Todd Black's church. Okay, well, I, I respect Brother Todd, if he goes to his church, it must be all right. And we worshiped all week long. And not too long after that, Brother Jim McComas lost his teenage son. Died. And after it was all said and done, Jim went to his office and the machine was blinking. He's like, boy, this must be important because no one ever calls this number. They always call my cell number. But they called Jim's office number in Nashville. He goes in, he picks up the phone and listens to the message. And it was Joe Floyd. Saying, mighty man of God, the Lord's going to get you through this. You're one of God's little lambs. And we're praying for you. There's nothing too hard for our God, and our God's grace is sufficient. Amen. And that encouraged him 
to the end. And then it happened again one day when Jim was sitting in the office and the phone rang and he picked it up and there it was, Joe Floyd. I had preachers all week asking me, I need him to call me. I said, if you'll go give your number to him, he'll call you. I've never told Joe this before, but sometimes what I do when he calls, he calls me all the time. And that's great. I love hearing from anybody. He calls me sometimes. I'll look at it and it'll say Joe Floyd. And I'll put decline. And I put it back in my holster. And the reason that I put decline is I want to get the message. Because the message seems to be always better than talking to him personally. That's being a servant. There's nothing wrong with worshiping God. There's nothing wrong with lifting holy hands toward heaven. A matter of fact, some of those guys were in there. They were saying, hey, listen, we need to take some of this back to our church because it's dead. It's dried up. It's dying. Uh, They need some help from heaven. Uh, It starts inside the pews of a church uh, of us being servants unto the Most High God. Uh, And if we can be servants unto the Most High God, uh, people will get help uh, not only here uh, and in our communities uh, and across this land. Uh, My friend, God. God wants to help people and you are in need of today. Oh, God don't need me. Did y'all hear what Joe Arthur preached Thursday night? If a donkey can do it, you can. What does the Bible say? The Lord had need of him. If the word gets spread, it's going to be because we spread it. If people get saved, it's because we're going to be the hands of God that reach out to those people that need the Lord. And we can all be spiritual today and say that the Lord don't need none of us. And you can look at it and say, yeah, that's right. But that scripture says the Lord had need of that donkey. If a donkey can do it, you can. So let me encourage you that worked so hard this week. Don't stop what you're doing. It don't have to be on that great of a scale. People love a clean building. They they thought this building was brand new. It's over 12 years old. Why? Because you keep it clean. God bless you folk that clean the house of God. People thought that uh, this was a new work. No, it's not a new work. We've been here a while. Not that we do everything right. Not that we're perfect in everything that we do. And not that we don't have some lemons come through. (laughs) But my friend, these are some good people. I believe they genuinely love the Lord. They'll genuinely lend you a hand. And they'll genuinely give you help if you need it. Servants of the Most High God will... Will cry out unto God. As I mentioned being a servant. Is a picture of Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. I can't get that off my mind. 
I believe if you'll ask anybody in this sanctuary today, a cure for this old wretched world that we live in is revival. I believe if you asked anybody today, took a survey, uh, what is going to fix this nation, what is going to fix this world other than the Lord coming back himself, they'll say revival. I just wonder how many has poured our heart out to God and wept for revival. I wonder how many of us have prayed that God would send revival right here and multitudes would be saved. I wonder how many just cried out in genuine, uh, just crying out to God, asking God, Lord, just send revival to this place to where it may spread across this country and across this world. It's not for my benefit. It's not for a name. It's not for a pat on the back. And it's not for plaudits. It's all because they're dying and going to hell. And we need to get them to Jesus. Have you cried over your Jerusalem? Have you prayed over your Jerusalem? As you stand across the sanctuary, David, turn that back to verse 35. I'm going to read them again. As they come get us a song, if you'll stand, if you've got a need, we want you to come. We want you to get the help that you need. But we want to cry out over our Jerusalem. We want to pray and ask God to send revival here to this church and to this land. Scripture said, for I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto thee, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it, Unto one of the least of these, my brethren, You have done it unto me. I challenge you today. Pour your heart out to God. Pour your heart out to Him. Seek revival in this land. Seek revival in our church. Pray for the upcoming meeting. Allow the God of heaven to breathe on us. And to be a help to somebody. Father we love you. We thank you in Jesus name for what you're going to do. We pray you bless the remainder of this service. As we're calling upon the saints of God. To cry out for their Jerusalem. We'll love you in Jesus name we pray. Amen. And amen.